0: Section 14 of the stratagems and the aqueducts of rome this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by mark tisanzo the stratagems and the aqueducts of rome by frontinus translated by charles bennett the stratagems book 4 part 1 Book 4. Having, by extensive reading, collected examples of stratagems, and having arranged these at no small pains, in order to fulfill the promise of my three books, if only I have fulfilled it, in the present book I shall set forth those instances which seem to fall less naturally under the former classification, which was limited to special types, and which are illustrations rather of military science in general than of stratagems. Inasmuch as these incidents, though famous, belong to a different subject, I have given them separate treatment for fear that if any persons should happen in reading to run across some of them, they might be led by the resemblance to imagine that these examples had been overlooked by me. As supplementary material, of course, these topics called for treatment. In presenting them, I shall endeavor to observe the following categories. One. On discipline. Two. On the effect of discipline three on restraint and disinterestedness four on justice five on determination the will to victory six on good will and moderation seven on sundry maxims and devices one on discipline when the roman army before numantia had become demoralized by the slackness of previous commanders publius scipio reformed it by dismissing an enormous number of camp-followers and by bringing the soldiers to a sense of responsibility through regular daily routine on the occasion of the frequent marches which he enjoined upon them he commanded them to carry several days rations under such conditions that they became accustomed to enduring cold and rain and to the fording of streams often the general reproached them with timidity and indolence often he broke utensils which served only the purpose of self-indulgence and were quite unnecessary for campaigning a notable instance of this severity occurred in the case of the tribune gaius memmius to whom scipio is said to have exclaimed to me you will be worthless merely for a certain period to yourself and the state for ever quintus metellus in the ergothene war when discipline had similarly lapsed restored it by a like severity while in addition he had forbidden the soldiers to use meat except when baked or boiled pyrrhus is said to have remarked to his recruiting officer you pick out the big men i'll make them brave in the consulship of lucius paulus and gaius varro soldiers were for the first time compelled to take the ius iurandum. up to that time the sacramentum was the oath of allegiance administered to them by the tribunes but they used to pledge each other not to quit the force by flight or in consequence of fear, and not to leave the ranks except to seek a weapon, strike a foe, or save a comrade. Scipio Africanus, noticing the shield of a certain soldier rather elaborately decorated, said he didn't wonder the man had adorned it with such care, seeing that he put more trust in it than in his sword. When Philip was organizing his first army, he forbade anyone to use a carriage the cavalrymen he permitted to have but one attendant apiece in the infantry he allowed for every ten men only one servant who was detailed to carry the mills and ropes when the troops marched out to summer quarters he commanded each man to carry on his shoulders flour for thirty days for the purpose of limiting the number of pack-animals by which the march of the army was especially hampered gaius marius had his soldiers fasten their utensils and food up in bundles and hang these on forked poles to make the burden easy and to facilitate rest whence the expression marius's mules when theagenes the athenian was leading his troops towards megara and his men inquired as to their place in the ranks he told them he would assign them their places when they arrived at their destination then he secretly sent the cavalry ahead and commanded them in the guise of enemies to turn back and attack their comrades when this plan was carried out and the men whom he had with him made preparations for an encounter with the foe he permitted the battle-line to be drawn up in such a way that each man took his place where he wished the most cowardly retiring to the rear the bravest rushing to the front he thereupon assigned to each man for the campaign the same position in which he had found him lysander the spartan once flogged a soldier who had left the ranks while on the march when the man said that he had not left the line for the purpose of pillage lysander retorted i won't have you look as if you were going to pillage antigonus hearing that his son had taken lodgings at the house of a woman who had three handsome daughters said i hear son that your lodgings are cramped owing to the number of mistresses in charge of your house get room your quarters having commanded his son to move he issued an edict that no one under fifty years of age should take lodgings with the mother of a family the consul quintus metellus although not prevented by law from having his son with him as a regular tent-mate yet preferred to have him serve in the ranks the consul Publius Rutilius, though he might by law have kept his son in his own tent, made him a soldier in the legion. Marcus Saurus forbade his son to come into his presence, since he had retreated before the enemy in the Tridentine Pass. Overwhelmed by the shame of this disgrace, the young man committed suicide. In ancient times the Romans and other peoples used to make their camps like groups of Punic huts, distributing the troops here and there by cohorts, since the men of old were not acquainted with walls except in the case of cities pyrrhus the king of the Epirotes, was the first to inaugurate the custom of concentrating an entire army within the precincts of the same entrenchments later the romans after defeating pyrrhus on the erusian plains near the city of maleventum captured his camp and noting its plan gradually came to the arrangement which is in vogue to-day at one time when publius nasica was in winter quarters Although he had no need of ships, yet he determined to construct them, in order that his troops might not become demoralized by idleness, or inflict harm on their allies in consequence of the license resulting from leisure. Marcus Cato has handed down the story that, when soldiers were caught in theft, their right hands used to be cut off in the presence of their comrades, or, if the authorities wished to impose a lighter sentence, the offender was bled at headquarters the spartan general clearchus used to tell his troops that their commander ought to be feared more than the enemy meaning that the death they feared in battle was doubtful but that execution for desertion was certain on motion of appius claudius the senate degraded to the status of foot-soldiers those knights who had been captured and afterwards sent back by pyrrhus king of the Epirotes, while the foot-soldiers were degraded to the status of light-armed troops all being commanded to tent outside the fortifications of the camp until each man should bring in the spoils of two foemen the consul odysilius crassus ordered those who had been sent under the yoke by hannibal and had then returned to camp outside the entrenchments in order that they might become used to dangers while without defences and so grow more daring against the enemy in the consulship of Publius Cornelius Nasica and Decimus Junius, those who had deserted from the army were condemned to be scourged publicly with rods and then to be sold into slavery. Domitius Corbulo, when in Armenia, ordered two squadrons and three cohorts, which had given way before the enemy near the fortress of Initia, to camp outside the entrenchments until by steady work and successful raids they should atone for their disgrace when the consul aurelius cotta under pressing necessity ordered the knights to participate in a certain work and a part of them renounced his authority he made complaint before the censors and had the mutineers degraded then from the senators he secured an enactment that arrears of their wages should not be paid the tribunes of the plebs also carried through a bill with the people on the same matter so that discipline was maintained by the joint action of all when Quintus Metellus Macedonicus was campaigning in Spain, and five cohorts on one occasion had given way before the enemy, he commanded the soldiers to make their wills, and then sent them back to recover the lost ground, threatening that they should not be received in camp except after victory. The Senate ordered the consul Publius Valerius to lead the army, which had been defeated near the river Cirrus, to Sepinum to construct a camp there and to spend the winter under canvas when his soldiers had been disgracefully routed the senate ordered that no reinforcements should be sent them unless the legions which had refused to serve in the punic war were sent into a kind of banishment in sicily and by vote of the senate were put on barley rations for seven years because gaius Titius, commander of a cohort had given way before some runaway slaves lucius piso ordered him to stand daily in the headquarters of the camp barefooted with the belt of his toga cut and his tunic ungirt and wait till the night watchman came he also commanded that the culprit should forego banquets and baths sulla ordered a cohort and its centurions, through whose defences the enemy had broken to stand continuously at headquarters wearing helmets and without uniforms when Domitius corbulo was campaigning in armenia a certain emilius rufus a prefect of cavalry gave way before the enemy on discovering that rufus had kept his squadron inadequately equipped with weapons corbulo directed the lictors to strip the clothes from his back and ordered the culprit to stand at headquarters in this unseemly plight until he should be released when Atilius Regulus was crossing from Samnium to Luceria, and his troops turned away from the enemy whom they had encountered, Regulus blocked their retreat with a cohort as they fled, and ordered them to be cut to pieces as deserters. The consul Cotta, when in Sicily, flogged a certain Valerius, a noble military tribune belonging to the Valerian gens. The same Cotta, when about to cross over to Messana to take the auspices afresh, placed in charge of the blockade of the liparian islands a certain publius aurelius who was connected with him by ties of blood but when Aurelius's line of works was burned and his camp captured cotta had him scourged with rods and ordered him to be reduced to the ranks and to perform the tasks of a common soldier the censor fulvius flaccus removed from the senate his own brother fulvius because the latter without the command of the consul had disbanded the legion in which he was tribune of the soldiers on one occasion when marcus cato who had lingered for several days on a hostile shore had at length set sail after three times giving the signal for departure and a certain soldier who had been left behind with cries and gestures from the land begged to be picked up cato turned his whole fleet back to the shore arrested the man and commanded him to be put to death thus preferring to make an example of the fellow than to have him ignominiously put to death by the enemy in the case of those who quitted their places in the line, Appius Claudius picked out every tenth man by lot and had him clubbed to death. In the case of two legions which had given way before the foe, the consul Fabius Rullus chose men by lot and beheaded them in sight of their comrades. Aquilius beheaded three men from each of the centuries whose position had been broken through by the enemy. Marcus Antonius, when fire had been set to his line of works by the enemy, decimated the soldiers of two cohorts of those who were on the works and punished the centurions of each cohort besides this he dismissed the commanding officer in disgrace and ordered the rest of the legion to be put on barley rations the legion which had plundered the city of regium without the orders of its commander was punished as follows four thousand men were put under guard and executed moreover the senate by decree made it a crime to bury any one of these or indulge in mourning for them the dictator lucius papirius cursor demanded that fabius rullus his master of the horse be scourged and was on the point of beheading him because he had engaged in battle against orders successfully withal even in the face of the efforts and pleas of the soldiers papirius refused to renounce his purpose of punishment actually following rullus when he fled for refuge to rome and not even there abandoning his threats of execution until fabius and his father fell at the knees of papirius and the senate and people alike joined in their petition manlius to whom the name the masterful was afterwards given had his own son scourged and beheaded in the sight of the army because even though he came out victorious he had engaged in battle with the enemy contrary to the orders of his father the younger manlius when the army was preparing to mutiny in his behalf against his father said that no one was of such importance that discipline should be destroyed on his account and so induced his comrades to suffer him to be punished quintus fabius maximus cut off the right hands of deserters when the consul gaius curio was campaigning near Darachium in the war against the dardani and one of the five legions having mutinied had refused service and declared it would not follow his rash leadership on a difficult and dangerous enterprise he let out four legions in arms and ordered them to take their stand in the ranks with weapons drawn as if in battle then he commanded the mutinous legion to advance without arms and forced its members to strip for work and cut straw under the eyes of armed guards the following day in like manner he compelled them to strip and dig ditches and by no entreaties of the legion could he be induced to renounce his purpose of withdrawing its standards abolishing its name and distributing its members to fill out other legions in the consulship of quintus fulvius and appius claudius the soldiers who after the battle of Cannae, had been banished to sicily by the senate petitioned the consul marcellus to be led to battle Marcellus consulted the senate, who declared it was not their pleasure that the public welfare should be trusted to those who had proved disloyal. Yet they empowered Marcellus to do what seemed best to him, provided none of the soldiers should be relieved of duty, honored with a gift or reward, or conveyed back to Italy, so long as there were any Carthaginians in the country. Marcus Salinator, when ex-consul, was condemned by the people because he had not divided the booty equally among his soldiers. When the consul Quintus Petilius had been killed in battle by the Ligurians, the Senate decreed that that legion in whose ranks the consul had been slain should, as a whole, be reported deficient; that its year's pay should be withheld and its wages reduced. End of section fourteen.